I film all my things still on an iPhone. I have no fancy equipment. I started off with a $20 ring light and this microphone. Like there is nothing stopping you. It is truly messy action and just getting out of our own way, which can rocket ship you out because it's really, there's nothing you can't refilm. There's nothing you can't redo. Nothing is set in stone when you are a creator. You can always come back and keep creating. So really just getting out of our own way, I think is the true way to financial freedom and abundance. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going, and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Vision of success. Welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Natalie Ellis, and I'm your host for this episode. So in today's episode, I interviewed Kat Norton, who is the woman behind Miss Excel. So Miss Excel is a persona that Kat created on TikTok, and she only got started in June 2020 and was able to go viral multiple times and create a seven-figure business out of Excel videos. And I really wanted to have Kat on the podcast because we get asked so many times, is it too late to get started on social? Is it too late to grow an audience? Is it too late to build a business? And it really, really isn't. And the best thing about Kat's story is just how, how she was willing to be so open about starting in a messy way, not really having it figured out, not really fully knowing the direction that she wanted to go in, but knowing hey, I have a passion for Excel. I want to get out of corporate America. And I really think I could turn this into a business somehow. And she got started on TikTok, went viral there, and then also is on Instagram, creates a ton of viral reels there. And from there has created some really big milestones in her business, including her first six-figure day, which I break down in this episode. She talks about webinars and and what she does to really make sure that those are optimized. And she just has a really, really inspiring story. I love to hear of people that are pretty new to the industry and, you know, don't have an entire roadmap figured out, but are willing to just jump in and try something out. So that's what you're really, really going to get out of Kat's episode. I hope you love it. And I hope it inspires you if you've been sitting on the sidelines wanting to jump in. I hope it inspires you to get into the creator economy because truly there is no better time than now to get into this economy. I know you've heard us talk about this so many times, but this economy is exploding with or without you. And if it's something that feels aligned, if it's something that you can't stop thinking about, hopefully this episode will give you that little kick up the butt that you need. All right. So enjoy it. I can't wait to hear what you think and make sure you tag us on social. Welcome to the Boss Bay Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I can't believe you were just telling me my webinar was the first webinar you ever attended. Yes, it was back in Q1 of last year. I remember it. I got so inspired. I was like, wow, I need to do webinars. And you're loving doing webinars now? Yeah, that has been the main revenue driver of my business. And how it kind of gained traction and grew quickly was all through the webinar method. Oh, I love it. I, can't, I just can't wait to dive into your business. So take me back to early 2020, because I know you got started in June 2020, but take me back to early 2020. What did your life look like? What were you doing? Yeah. So early 2020, I was still working at a consulting firm where I was doing securitization reviews for banks. I was 
going to the airport every Monday morning, flying to a new state, going to a new client. And then on the side of my day job, internally, I had built out an Excel training program. So I was also, my little side hustle at work was training in Excel because I loved it. And then I remember the start of the pandemic, it was around March. I was back in New York in my parents' house. And I was like really in my parents' house at that point, like back in my childhood bedroom. I wasn't traveling anymore. And I was 27 years old and I was sitting there like, what am I doing with my life? My job isn't really lighting me up. It pays the bills, but it's not a creative outlet for me. It's not something I love to do. So I remember I dove deep into spiritual work, meditation, just really trying to figure out what lights me up. And I never forget, I wrote down on a piece of paper. I'm like, all right, what do I like to do? What are my hobbies? And I wrote down helping people excel and dancing. And I'm like, what kind of dream job can I come up with excel dancing and helping people? Dang, Kathleen, get it together. <laughs> Literally, I think it was a few weeks later, I was on the phone with my friend, Anna. Now it was back in like June. And she was like, what if you put the Excel tips on TikTok? And I was like, TikTok, like I'm 27. I have a corporate job. I can't make a TikTok. You know, I had all this resistance and we got off the phone though. And when she said it, I had this like lightning bolt where I saw an Excel screen above my head to the Drake song, Tuesday slide, left foot up, right foot slide to the left and the right function in Excel. And I was like, whoa. And the next couple of days after that, I was in internal turmoil because my brain was like, you cannot make a TikTok. And my gut was like, make the TikTok. And I ended up doing a dry run, just like testing it out. No hair, no makeup. This girl is not doing that for anything. This is early pandemic days. And I looked at the video. I was like, dang, it's actually pretty cool. I wonder if I could figure out how to video edit So I watched a 40-minute YouTube video on WeVideo, a very simple video editor. And I was like, all right, let's give it a go. And the video looked awesome. So I batch made 10 more and started just posting one a day. And then by the fourth video, it reaches 100,000 views. It starts getting pushed to all these people I knew. And meanwhile, I'd only told my mother and my boyfriend of my Miss Excel adventure here. So I thought I was, you know, going under the radar. And next thing you know, it gets pushed to all these people. And then by the sixth video, the CEO of an IT company sees it and is like, hey, I'm looking for training videos in G Suite products. So basically the Google version of everything I was doing for students, parents, and teachers, because this is when all the schools were going digital. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, you know, clearly a Microsoft gal, but the products are similar. So I formed an LLC, got a green screen, a ring light, and made a business. So after work, after my day job, I was recording videos and selling them back to this guy. And I was still putting out the Miss Excel content every day. Because at that point, I'm like, this is a cool opportunity magnet. It's helping people, you know? And then within a few weeks, it went viral for the first time and it all just kind of steamrolled up from there. I love it. And what I really love about your story is you really show that it's possible to thrive in any niche. Like we've talked to so many people that are in 
like very specific niches and are really able to grow and monetize because there's an audience out there for the thing that you're really interested in. We like to tell ourselves it's too niche. There's no audience. But for you able to sit back and say, well, do you know what? I actually really love spreadsheets. There has to be someone out there for me. What, what was it like for you finding a community online that were really like you and loved the idea of spreadsheets just like you did? Yeah. I mean, it was amazing finding other people that loved it too. Because I kind of felt like I was the only one out there for a while, you know, just genuinely loving Excel and working with it. So the community was really what kept me going because I knew I was actually helping people in their day to day. And so you mentioned you were back at your parents' house. How did that happen? Was that just pandemic? You realized that would be best to go back to your parents' place? So at this point, I was still traveling like four or five days of the week. So I'm like, it doesn't make sense for me to like rent an apartment in Manhattan, you know? And so at that point, I'd been just staying at home, but I never really was there. You know, on the weekends, I'd go into the city, see my friends, my boyfriend's house. And then with the pandemic, I was just really back there. And I did a bunch of inner child work while in my childhood bedroom, which was also a very powerful... so trippy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so how has your life changed then? Talking about getting started, you mentioned around June 2020, getting started, putting out these TikToks, having no real idea of where this was going to go. Sounds like going viral very, very quickly, getting an opportunity, jumping at the opportunity. And, you know, fast forward now to 2022, how different is your life? What's changed? Yeah. So it definitely changed very dramatically. So a few months in around October of 2020, I went on the digital nomad journey. So I was like, you know what? Building this business out of my childhood bedroom. I'm like, let's just take a month and go to Sedona, Arizona. I was feeling so called to go there. And we went and we ended up just traveling for the next 16 months to where we are now. Now we're finally house hunting in Sedona, but we lived in you know Hawaii, California, Austin, Miami, just all over, just really trying to figure out what we loved. So that was a really big turning point, just like being able to have that geographic freedom. And then obviously the financial freedom that came with it too. Like the whole business really when calling it in, I was like, I just want to feel financially free. I don't want to think about money anymore. I just want to be able to like go and do what I want to do and things of that nature. So that for me too was another big piece. And then most of all, it was really the impact. Like when I actually sit down and realize like how many different people have been helped through this account and how many different people have like gotten promotions, raises at work, understand things, feel confident. Like I start crying if I even think about it. Cause it's just like a very, the impact that it was able to create globally so quickly was just hands down the best part for me. Oh, I just love that. And again, it goes back to, you know, you don't need to be out there on a missionary trip to be having impact. There are so many ways that you can impact someone's life. Like you said, helping them get that promotion, helping them shave hours off of their day by a simple trick that they didn't know existed. I know that's definitely saved me so many hours. Um, So going back to the financial freedom, I mean, I've been doing my research on you and there's so many incredible articles out there talking about how you've been able to turn this into a seven-figure business. You've even experienced six-figure days. What was that like going from your corporate job where you had this set salary to let's talk about experiencing your first six-figure day where I'm sure you're like, wait, I just made more in a day than I've been making in a year. How is this possible? 
Yeah, it was really such a turning point for me that day where I was like, whoa, we are so much more in control of our futures than I thought. Like, I just felt so locked into like the corporate matrix and I was at my job and like I would put in all this extra effort, but you don't really get compensated for that. You're still in your same pay structure. You may get a bonus here or there, but you know, it wasn't doing anything dramatic for me financially. And that's when I realized I was like, whoa, I can create things and people will love them and that will generate wealth. And like having those ideas plugged in together that my creation can generate wealth was like a really important thing for me to understand going forward with the business. Cause then obviously I was even more inspired to create things that could help people. Yeah. And you creating something that can help build your own wealth while helping other people build their own wealth is such an impact driver too. So let's go behind the scenes of your first six-figure day. I want to know everything. So let's talk about you started going viral. You started amassing an audience and we'll get into the virality piece. You started amassing an audience. You had someone reach out, like talking about being interested in you, creating for them. I'm guessing you then took the leap to create your own product. So walk me through exactly what happened to create that six-figure day for yourself. Yeah. So I'll take you back a little bit to October of 2020 is when I first created my Excel course, my very first one. So I'll never forget. It was October 2020 and the morning brew had reached out. And at the same time, a business coach had reached out and was like, well, if you're going to potentially be in the morning brew, best have a product you're selling. And I was like, oh, touche. So at this point from June through October, I had no product. And I'd been just kind of growing a mailing list through, you know, a freebie with an email chain and growing that out. And so by November, my course was done and I'd started selling it Black Friday of 2020. And then by January, it was bringing in enough passive income each month that it was actually outdoing my day job. So at that point, I was like, whoa, all right, I need to rethink my priorities here. I'd gotten promoted to manager at work. So everyone's trying to train me and do all these things. And I was like one foot out the door. I was like, I don't want to ruin my reputation here. Like I always went 110%. And I was like, I think it's time to take this bet on me. So I quit my job. My last day in corporate America was February 1st, 2021. And then I actually had gone to one of your webinars and got really inspired about the webinar method. And I started using Webinar Jam. And I started doing the webinars in April. And then I really got down to a good system with it. My first six-figure day was in October of 2021. And I did two back-to-back webinars within the same like 24-hour period. And at that point, I had gone viral a few times in between the webinars. So I had a large audience. They were really engaged. And I had, I think it was like 7,000 people at most sign up for one of these webinars. And so I got on there and really with my webinars, they are power packed Excel lessons, but there's so much energy and fun. It's, it's almost like a concert. Like I get so hyped up for these events and like there's thousands of people in the chat and you know, it's, it's a high energy situation. So people are feeling good and sparking the emotion. So I do a little behind the scenes, Jim Quick's learning method with information plus emotion equals memory. So that's why I always work hard to spark that emotion so people actually remember. And so I get on there, I hype up the team. We do like a 40-minute Excel lesson. In the beginning, I do a little about me and kind of just explaining like the importance of Excel, how I figured that out, getting people to really understand how this product changed their lives. Then we do a 40-minute power-packed Excel lesson where people are like, whoa, I really like her teaching style or there's so much I didn't know. Dang, like a really new course. 
And then I give them an incredible offer at the end of the course. And I'm like, listen, if you want to keep learning with me. And then I also add on, if they purchase while on the webinar, they get a free mini course. So that usually gets people who are kind of on the fence and they're like, you know what? I'm just going to invest in myself now. Because it's really just getting people to a place where they want to make that investment in themselves, where they're like, I don't want to open these programs anymore and feel anxiety or just feel unempowered, you know? So my job is to really get people to that place where they realize they can fix this knowledge gap for themselves. And here are the tools, here's a discount, like let's do this together. I am obsessed. And what price point did you launch your course with? Yeah. So my first Excel course was $297. And then within a few months, I built out nine more. So I built out the rest of the office suite. So I can then bundle them together at $9.97. And then I also did a Google Sheets course and a kids course. So I kind of have 10 courses kind of going around now, but they all range from either $297 or $397. I have many courses around like $99. And then the bundle for all the Microsoft courses is $9.97. And it's just incredible to hear as well how you started this in April, started the webinars. And by October, you had your first six-figure day. Because a lot of people, I think, expect that they run their first webinar and it's six figures overnight. And it's just not like that because webinars or challenges or trainings or any kind of tool that you're using to communicate with people what you do is going to take refinement. It's going to take learnings. What were some of the things you learned in that time period from April to October, whether it was about the way you were delivering content or the way in which your funnels work that allowed you to really dial it up? Yeah. So biggest things was getting people signed up. Like that would automatically just drive that bottom line. Because at this point, I've done the math and like usually I'll convert right around the same amount. So one, it's getting people to sign up. So usually going viral in between and really getting content focused. Then I start leaving a little bit of a longer window in front of each date with the sign up. So I usually do like a 10 day window now. Yeah. I also give them two or three different date options. So I'll like book them together within a two, three day window and I will do two or three completely live webinars. And then the other piece is getting people to show up. So with Webinar Jam, a lot of people don't actually click that little set reminder button to then go and add it to their calendar. So I created my own line of like emails that go out where I'm like, hey, remember to block time in your calendar, do this for you, you know, like, and really get on people's calendar so they actually remember and come to the events. Usually once I get them in the door, we're in a good spot. And then in terms of like the content and things, just really getting confident in what I'm saying. And then, you know, as the business grew from April to October, it was pretty dramatic. So like really by then I knew I had, you know, 10,000 students and like, I was like, this product really works. So by the time I got to October, I was like, let's do this thing. You know, I was like, this product will really help you. And it was having that confidence in my products really helped as well. That's such a good point, the confidence in in your product, because I find it's, it's so impossible to sell anything if you're not confident. And it's great to be able to bring in clients and test, hey, is what I'm doing actually as good as I'm saying it is? Because when you believe in it, it's not hard to sell because you're saying, hey, this is exactly who it's for. This is the exact kind of outcome you're going to get. And it doesn't even feel like you're selling, which I love. And I also love, yeah, talking about the the reminders of it's great to get people signed up, but actually getting people to show up is really, really important. We found the same thing with ours. Let's dive into the viral piece you mentioned. So um, 
I talk about this a lot when I talk about my launch methods and you have like building a launch audience, you have to have a launch audience to sell to. Otherwise, you know, you're just selling to the same people over and over and over again. You're going to hit a ceiling and you're going to wonder why things aren't growing. Whereas it sounds like you've really cracked that. Um, you do this very similar thing to, to what I do is in between running a promotion, you're really thinking about growing your audience and bringing new eyes in the door. And you do this through virality. Same with me. I think it's the best way to grow on social media and it's available to everyone. Can you demystify virality a little bit? Because I feel like there's probably some people listening that are like, Natalie, Kat, I've been creating content for so long and I've never had any kind of virality that you speak of. What is it and how do I get it? Can you break it down a little bit? Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. And you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go, so there's no guesswork. It's super simple, and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash boss babe for this special offer. Prolonlife.com slash boss babe. Absolutely. So my process with this first was really getting myself to a place where I no longer had any limiting beliefs 
that were shutting down my content energetically. So for me, going in and doing the inner work before posting myself dancing on the internet, let me tell you, that works wonders for the nervous system. So really getting myself to a place where I knew this could all be limitless, where I wasn't, you know, posting content with like scarcity behind it, being like, oh, like, what if this doesn't work? Or, oh, my hair's not right in this. Uh, uh, uh. I removed that. And that for me made the entire process of going viral too much smoother because there's always polarity on the planet, right? We always have positive and negative. So there's always going to be people with darker energy, darker comments coming on your page. So really just having the nervous system there to handle that as well kind of allows it to go further because you're not energetically blocking like, okay, I don't want this type of person to see it and they'll say this, you know? So really groundwork coming into my authentic self and showing up purely authentically, like this is my content. I'm confident in it. I love it. And just showing up from that place, first off, was really big for me. Secondly, polarity. So having polarity in the content in a healthy way. So what I mean by polarity, it's let's say, for example, my content, I combine something like Excel with dancing. So that creates conversation because it's two things that typically would not normally go together. So for example, when my content first came out, it wasn't like just a boring Excel screen where someone who doesn't use Excel is like, all right, swipe. You know, people were like, what is she doing? She's dancing. There's Excel. Oh my gosh. And that is what created the initial comment flow that got the business off the ground. So really going in there and having that differentiator with your content, but also a level of polarity that sparks conversation in a healthy way, I like to say, you know, and having those two pieces there is what I think really drove it off initially. And then through that, really learning other things that kind of flowed well with my content. So for example, you know, I do a lot of the quote unquote normal things. Like I use trending music, you know, and I look at like the timing and things, but I really do feel that it is more quality over quantity first off. So just having, if you look at my page, I really only post a couple times a week, if that, and it's when I feel energetically aligned and it's when I know the content is fire and I'm like, that is going to be a great piece of content. So just not getting caught up in the quantitative metrics as much is kind of been my secret trick with it. Cause I know a lot of people are like, post three times a day and da, da, da. And you end up showing up for that content and it's just, you're exhausted, you know? So I just, I do work on me to make sure that my content is energetically aligned, but then also has that like cool flair to it. And then lastly is a storytelling element. So for me, I've been kind of like back studying my content and seeing which videos go viral. And for mine, I kind of jump into characters. So I'll be the boss and then I'm the coworker and then I'm me. And I'll just, you know, swap outfits, do things that kind of keep the person hooked in. And also I make my content slightly on the faster side, which usually people will watch it multiple times and then push it through the algorithm as well. That was so incredibly valuable. I actually encourage people to scroll back and re-listen because there were so many pieces of gold in that. So let's dig in. First and foremost, inner work. I have been asked so many times, what was it that helped you hit your first seven figures? And for me, my answer is always, I did the work on me first. It is mindset first and foremost, because if you're not in the right mindset, 
you are constantly hitting up against upper limits and blocks. And it's so important that we do our own work. So I really love that you're bringing this into that. And it really does make a difference in the way that someone shows up on camera. If you're really confident in what you're doing and you're really, you've got your blinders on, you're not worried about Sheila commenting, telling you how terrible you are. Sorry to any Sheilas out there. I love you really. But if you're not worried about random people commenting, telling you how bad you are, you show up in a different way and you show up more authentically yourself. So what does inner work typically look like for you to get there? Amazing question. So for me, I kind of had my little three-step method that got me into this work and really got me off the ground with it. The first thing was getting my conscious mind on board. So for me, when I had people going around being like, think positive, everything's great. I was like, my logical Excel brain needs some concrete proof here in terms of law of attraction type things. And I know a lot of people out there are like that. And like things may come off more woo-woo, you know? So for me, the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza has really helped me demystify the mystical. So his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, was the first thing I'd ever read. Got through the first hundred pages and did not look at the world the same. Mm-hmm. And I was so passionate about it. I even outlined the book to make sure my friends read it and put it in a fun, colorful way because it is a dense book, but it is packed with so much knowledge. So that was the first part of really like getting my brain on board with even doing inner work and understanding the mind and how this works, you know? Because once your logical mind's on board, you're like, okay, I get why I'm meditating now, which brings me to I also got into Kundalini yoga. So Kundalini yoga, the mantra, the movement, the breath work was a really great way for me to tap into meditation because I had originally tried before, which I think is a hiccup a lot of people have is where you're like, okay, I'm closing my eyes. I'm saying, um, my brain is still going at hundred miles an hour. Like this meditation thing doesn't work for me where Kundalini yoga really kind of lets my brain tap out because you're doing, you know, movement, mantra, all these things at once while still working on your subconscious. So I started doing Kundalini yoga every day. And then the third part of my little trifecta that I did, this is like quarantine days in my childhood bedroom. I did, Lacey Phillips has a program called To Be Magnetic. And it's more of a structured way to work through subconscious blocks, limiting beliefs, inner child work, shadow work. I remember coming out of my room, just like having all these flashes from my inner child being like, mom, like, why'd you dress me weird in kindergarten? Like kids make fun of me, but you know, really like having these different memories come up and being able to trace my limiting beliefs back to them and essentially rewiring my mind. Because a lot of people don't realize the mind is completely malleable with neuroplasticity. And I didn't go through life thinking that, you know, I'm like, I have anxiety. I grew up with an anxiety disorder. I hated any attention on me. It's incredibly shy. So that was kind of the whole world that I had projected and called in for myself was from that lens. And people don't realize you can kind of rewrite your narrative, rewrite your lens and get yourself to your highest place by simply unblocking the things in front of you. So Joe Dispenza, the Lacey Phillips program and Kundalini Yoga were kind of like the three that resonated with me. And I kind of hit it from all those three angles. And two months later, I never forget, I come out of my childhood bedroom. This is like April of 2020. I didn't even have the thought for Miss Excel until June. So this is just, you know, deep in some inner child land. I come out to my mom and I'm like, mom, 
I'm going to be rich and famous soon. So I need you to prepare your nervous system for that. <laughs> and she's cracking up. She's like, Kathleen, go clean your room. Like think about that reality. But I just, every ounce of me knew that something massive was coming. And then I got myself to that place energetically. So by the time I created something and like put out a piece of content, everything flowed. My whole business has been inbound leads. So it's been really just kind of like a dance with the universe after I kind of cleared out the gunk that was holding me back. Yeah. And I completely agree. And it's great that you were talking about the three things that resonated with you. Cause I feel like for everyone, there are some teachers that will resonate and some practices that will resonate and some that totally won't. I remember Joe Dispenza being one for me that really, really resonated because of the science behind it. I was a, my logical mind was able to jump in and understand what this really meant in the real world. So, and it's, it's so important to do this work. If you look past this and just try and jump in, there's so many subconscious things there that are holding us back. I see it all the time in our program influencer school people come in with all of these intentions, yet some people are so afraid to even admit they want to be an influencer. No, it has all these connotations to it. I don't want to say that. And already I'm like, you're stopping yourself before you've even begun. You have to be willing to say, do you know what? That is the path that I want to take and I'm going to go do it. So true. So I love that you shared that. So you did the inner work you found some teachers that really resonated with you. A second thing I'm hearing is you invested in yourself, time, money, energy, you put the work in. Now talk to me about the quality over quantity side. So in the beginning, were you always quality over quantity? Were, was there a time when you were really focused on the quantity element and you pivoted? Or is that what you found always really worked for you? Yeah. So in the beginning, I definitely had more quantity, but I made sure I kept the quality there. So I just kind of, I was doing hundred hour weeks in the beginning, not going to lie between my day job was 40, 50. The side hustle was another 10, 15 for that IT company. And then it came down to Miss Excel, but I felt so energetically aligned with it and lit up that, you know, I'm a generator in human design too. So I was like up in my room, lit up, dancing on TikTok, (laughs) but really in the beginning, like making sure my quality was there, but also I did have a little more quantity where now after I went viral the first couple of times, now I really only post like once or twice a week. So kind of finding your balance for you, if quantity feels good and you're like, I want to do this every single day, don't stop yourself, you know, but if it feels energetically like quicksand dragging feeling when you're like, Oh, I have to record a TikTok. I didn't do one today. Like that's the type of energy you don't want. So like really kind of finding that place within you and depending on, you know, your energy levels, your situation, things may feel better or worse for you. But I think that's like the main driver versus, you know, having that quantity. That makes sense. How do you structure your weeks now? Because it's not just creating content and showing up on social media anymore. You've built a a seven-figure business around what you're doing. So how do you balance showing up as a business owner versus a content creator? Yeah. So really for me, it's like focusing on me first too, and just making sure that self-care comes number one, just making sure that I'm mentally feeling great about everything on my calendar. So I usually, you know, there's been lots of opportunities flowing in the inbox lately and just really like looking at each one and feeling into it and being like, is this a hell yes? And if it is not a hell yes, it's a no. 
and like having that boundary with myself because I grew up very much a people pleaser and wanting to help everybody. And I had some weeks where I was doing like 50 hour weeks of meetings and just re-coaching people and just trying to help people. And energetically though, I ended up getting very drained and then didn't feel like making content. So really finding that balance and having those boundaries with myself and being able to discern through my intuition, like, is this a hell yes or is it a no? has been really helpful for managing my calendar and then content creation. So I really get into the feminine energy for that. So I break out my days by masculine energy and feminine energy. So not necessarily boy, girl, but really more so of, you know, masculine energies, my iced coffee to-do list, cranking through things. And feminine energy days, I really don't work. I like go outside, I'm in nature, I'm out in the desert, you know, I'm doing yoga and I get myself into a flowy state. And then I begin to brainstorm because I think the true hack with creativity is leaving the space for it. Where in corporate, they train us, you know, you're out there, you're working all day, you'll have a 30 minute time block for a brainstorming session with the team. How deep into creative flow state can you get if you're just coming off all these meetings and you're, you know, in a different frequency? So really my trick with it has been getting myself into a flow state. And then I actually make the most money on the days I'm in this feminine receiving energy because most of what I do is passive income now. So just keeping myself in a flowy state to allow the viral content to come through. And then on a masculine energy day, I'll go in and crank out all the videos, do the editing, do all the things. But I leave space for the creative brainstorming in terms of content. That makes so much sense because when we look at the brain, we have two sides of the brain. We have the creative side where... We want to be brainstorming. We want to be coming up with ideas. And then we have the more structured, logical, where we want to jump in and just get shit done. I find the same thing. If I don't leave space to be creative and I have to force it, it's really not the best output that I've had. Whereas if I have meeting days and I'm just doing meetings on that day, or I have content batching days and I'm just content batching, or I have spaciousness for ideas, I'm able to really get into that zone. And I find my energy levels are so much better for it. How have you found going from firstly corporate America to then being full-time content creator to being full-time content creator, seven-figure business owner? How has that changed the way your days look, the way um, you've built? I'm, I'm guessing you're starting to build team or is it still just you? You're starting to build team? Yes. So we're slowly starting to build out a team. So basically... Corporate life, I was very much, you know, structured to my calendar, which was kind of being made for me. So I was just very much in that zone. And then I had the overlap period with the corporate, with the side hustle, with Miss Excel. So that was really an interesting time navigating that. And like it was definitely tougher for me to get into like the content creation, creative flow sakes. I was in that masculine energy all day long doing securitization reviews. And then after that, really now is like separating it out by day and just like leaving that space and having fun with it every day. Like I have genuinely enjoyed building this business. It's been like my baby. I'm just so passionate about it. I I don't think I've ever cried about the business. Like it's been just so good to me. And just really just having this amazing relationship with it and giving it that time and that energy has been huge. So what are your plans now? You're mentioning you're going to start building out team. What's your vision? What's coming next? Yeah. So I finally got to a place. I've been a one-woman show for like a year and a half now. And the emails was the first like point where I'm like, 
mm, this is starting to get a little dicey. Cause there was just, I was doing customer service for over 10,000 people and, you know, managing my own calendar meetings, podcasts, all the things going on. And I was like, okay, this is the time where I need some help. So I hired Tika is my amazing new virtual assistant. So she just onboarded this week. Then I also hired my boyfriend. So he does sales with Gerard Adams. And he has been also guiding me with my entire sales process. So he now handles bulk emails. And I also hired my mom last week. So I retired her from her day job. And now she works very part-time with me. So that's been a nice little... Got got a team growing pretty quickly over the last two weeks. But I'm really excited to get out of my inbox. That is really where I'm like, okay, this is taking up too much time where I could be in a more creative flow state. So that's my first hiring. And I also have a virtual assistant in the Philippines named Jean, who's amazing and does some of my digital creation in terms of like static posts or things about sales. But still, all the Reels content is all me. I create everything, video edit everything. Every course, I still do myself. So I map out 100 videos, film them, and video edit every single one with like the teacher eye going in. So that's like kind of half the art form for me is in the creative process of the editing. So that's something eventually I may outsource and editing for future courses because it definitely takes time, but I still kind of love it. So I've been doing it. And the best thing about doing all of these things yourselves, because me and Danielle are the same, we did everything in the business from customer service to editing every single thing that went out. And the great thing about doing that is firstly, you get to see where you thrive and what you love to do because for every entrepreneur, it's so different. Then when someone comes on board, you've probably dealt with every problem they're going to face. And so you can really support from that way. So it's nice when you do get the chance to wear all the hats and then you slowly start taking hats off and parting with them, which I know a lot of entrepreneurs find very difficult. But it's such a great process when, especially when you're in that place where you can bring team in. So talk to me a little bit about your workflow and prep. So you have these days where you come up with ideas And then you have the other days where you actually batch your ideas. So do you put all of your ideas structured into a document, into an Excel sheet, and then come to creating them? You've got everything mapped out. Like, what does that workflow look like for you? Yeah. So what I do on my creative days is I get myself into a flow state. It usually takes a couple hours. And then I start off by going on TikTok and I go through the trending songs. Because once I'm in a flow state and I hear the song, that's usually where I'll get like the click of like, where I'll see what I need to make. So I'll start creating those in like a little note in my phone and like going through seeing what's trending, what songs are trending, where that's hitting. And sometimes I'll just have Excel tricks. Sometimes I'll just have songs. And then sometimes I get like the both where they click. And then I kind of sit with it after and I'm like, okay, we could do this, that. I start thinking about like outfit ideas, bringing in character, bringing in story and sitting with that list. And then on a separate day, usually a day or two later, I will do full hair, makeup, all the things, have the outfits laid out. And I create a little studio at whatever Airbnb we were at because I move every month and travel with a six-foot ring light. So I set up my (laughs) little studio and I get myself into a flow state again. So I'll do Kundalini yoga before it, some prosperity meditations, just energetically clear myself so that I'm showing up with like a full radiant body and just showing up radiantly. And that content, I always say, is an energy transmission. So I'm trying to make someone smile on the other side of the phone. And so I come through and just bring that full energy into the content. And I will batch record. Usually it's like 10, 15 videos at once. 
And then after that, I'll usually take me like an hour or two. Usually there's one or two I'm really excited about. So then I go to my computer and just start editing them. And then over time, usually over the next week or two, those will be the ones that I like edit throughout the two weeks. So I really only record a couple times a month and then do that process a couple times a month. And doing it that way just makes it seem so much more manageable, right? It's not like you're having to wake up every single day panicking about not having content. It's when you start structuring, it's completely possible to only film a couple of times a month. I'm the same. It's a couple of times a month and my content's done. So one thing that I really want to ask, and I hope is kind of being hammered home during this conversation, is about the idea of it being too late, too saturated out there. There's not enough space. What do you say to that? Because clearly, you know, you came in just a couple of years ago and have been able to build a seven-figure business incredibly quickly in a niche that not everyone would think is you know, going to blow up, go viral, create multi-million dollar business around, and you've been able to do it. So what do you say about that idea about being too late or too saturated out there? It is never too late or too saturated. That I mean, anyone could have said that about the Excel industry. There are so many other people trading in Excel. People are like, you can watch Excel for free on YouTube. Like, It really is when you are so energetically aligned with where you're going and you're just like, I love this type of content. I love creating things. I love being in this space. If you show up in that way and you are so passionate about what you do, you will go viral. There will always be space for you. And you create the space. You know, you're, yeah, you're entering industries and things, but there's nothing saying you can't come in and disrupt the education industry with fun micro learning videos and just shake up things. That's really where I found myself now, where I'm just trying to shake things up and show people Excel and Microsoft can be fun. And like that wasn't existing before I got there. So, like, you always can open a door for yourself. And if you don't see that door, you make that door, you build it, you create something. Yes. I, could not second that enough. There is so much space out there, but it's still so early when it comes to the creator economy. And I I want to sing this from the rooftops because the creator economy is the place that people can create financial freedom, create the impact that they're looking for, get out of corporate jobs that aren't fulfilling them and actually do something around what they love. It's not this cuckoo idea that random people on the internet are talking about. Like it's actually real. It's a real thing. And I, I'm just so grateful that you came on and have been so transparent with your story because hopefully it gives those people listening who've been sitting on the fence, wanting to build an audience on social, wanting to build a business, that confidence that it still is possible. So talk to me about your business and your programs. So for anyone wanting to learn Microsoft Excel, what specifically are you teaching? Um, what kind of courses do you have? And where can people find out about those? Yeah. So I have courses on my website. It is miss-excel.com where I sell courses for not only Microsoft Excel, but the entire Microsoft Office suite. So think PowerPoint, Word, OneNote, Teams. I have mini dashboard courses. And then I also branched out to a Google Sheets course now as well, as well as a kids course. So more of a work-ready course for students looking to get into corporate and like learn things about that there. It has both soft skills and technical skills. And then from a social media perspective, it is miss.excel on Instagram and on TikTok. I love it. Well, it's been so fun chatting with you. I want to just leave everyone with one piece of advice. So if you could give someone that wants to be a content creator, wants to be an influencer, if you could give someone 
some advice for the early stages of their journey, what would it be? Take messy action. There is never a perfect time. We can all get up in that little perfectionist box where we kind of just box ourselves in and we're like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Or, oh, like when I have this, this, and this, I can film. I film all my things still on an iPhone. I have no fancy equipment. I started off with a $20 ring light and this microphone. Like there is nothing stopping you. It is truly messy action and just getting out of our own way, which can rocket ship you out because it's really, there's nothing you can't refilm. There's nothing you can't redo. Nothing is set in stone when you are a creator. You can always come back and keep creating. So really just getting out of our own way, I think is the true way to financial freedom and abundance. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. This is so fun. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a review. Let us know what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and who you'd like to see appear on the show. As a special thanks, we'll send you a copy of our Boss Babe 25. Now, this is an awesome resource. It's the 25 essential things that you need for personal and professional growth. We've included everything from must-have products to books to rituals. This guide literally covers it all, and I know you're going to love it. So if you want your copy, simply leave us a review and then send a screenshot of your review to podcast at bossbabe.com. 